Grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. <clears throat> Good Samaritan text stands out today because it goes to the heart of love. The lawyer knew God's holy law as Moses gave it to Israel. Two big aspects stand out crystal clear. Love God, love your neighbor as yourself. Pretty hard to miss. Jesus commended his word. You notice that, right? He told him, yep, that's good. He said to him, do this and you will live. It sounds a lot like our opening words heard in Leviticus 18. You shall therefore keep my statutes and my rules. If a person does them, you shall live by them. I am the Lord. You see, Jesus was the holy Lord before this lawyer. But he dismissed God's holy love made flesh. So even before describing the Good Samaritan story, the lawyer was going to lose to the compassion of Christ before him. Our gospel text speaks for the individual to repent and see God's merciful love in Christ, Christ alone, without limit, who has come to love us and all people. The Old Testament reading, however, shows us how mercy is very expansive. A holy life of love for Israel was to be as a community. So it wasn't just an individual act of mercy and charity. It was the whole shape of the whole people of God. Leviticus addresses how God shares his holiness and what that meant for his people. These ceremonies and rules given to Israel no longer bind us Christians. I mean, even circumcision doesn't make you a Christian. But Leviticus addresses something good. But first we have to hear the distinction. St. John says the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. So greater holiness certainly has come in Jesus. And so he alone is Lord and Savior. In whom we alone have redemption the forgiveness of sins. Like St. Paul says, he's transferred us out of the dominion of darkness to be the kingdom God has given us of his beloved son. And yet Leviticus still helps us to grasp life lived out with God's holiness. It's at that today in our parable because he refer refers to a priest and a Levite. He wasn't making this stuff up. He was tying it right into the Old Testament system of holiness and how that was to be handled. Not just by the priest and the Levite, mind you, but by God's, all God's people. And so God's holy love in Christ protects and upholds us to be his people that have a holy love to share before our lives. And so love from God's holiness is very unique. That's what holy means. Special, set apart. And it's very much unlike the love that originates in men and humanity. You're not going to find that kind of holy love. 
This uniqueness belongs to God and his word that he gave the distinction of such holiness. Think about the love of what just Genesis begins. It says, let there be light, and there is light, and it's holy light, because it comes from his holy word of love to even create. Now, Israel, as a people, was to be different from Egypt, as you heard, or those in Canaan, where they were traveling, the promised land. They're supposed to be different, to not hold the false gods of unholiness crafted by the love of men's hearts. And so there are many idols. You shall not walk in their statutes. You shall follow my rules and keep my statutes and walk in them. I am the Lord, your God. Now we can misunderstand these words as something Israel would take hold of by their actions to achieve this holiness by their hands. God says, do this, and they're just going to do it, and it's all coming from them. That's the wrong perspective. It misses the point that Moses lays out in the book of Leviticus. Israel was made holy by the presence and giving from God's holiness. The first part of Leviticus, basically the first 16 chapters, is all about the sacrificial system and the priests that delivered this holy love of God to his people. It was his divine service to them that forgave sin, allowing the holy God to even dwell with Israel. That's how he could meet with them. Exposure to such holy love given by God redeemed Israel not simply from slavery in Egypt, you know that stuff, but from unholy love rooted in their own sinful flesh. So when he's warned about being like the other nations, it's because he knows they are still of the same flesh of Adam and Eve, and they'll be tempted all the same to get into all that false love. Leviticus 19, chapter 19 opens, verse 1 and 2. You don't hear it today, but here's how it opens. With how God alone made Israel his people, by grace. He says, you will be holy, for I, the Lord your God, am holy. Is that a command or is that a promise? You will be holy. It should be a promise, a gift, because God seeks to bring himself to his people. And so as a holy people, Israel had a unique love to God, and it shaped what life was to be for their neighbors. Some of what that love looked like is what we hear today from Leviticus. For all the details, the prohibitions listed, if you noticed, not with men. Every one of those phrases in the end, about couplets of two, everyone says, and they end with, I am the Lord. The holiness of God was a holy canopy of love for the poor and the weak in Israel, even restricting personal vengeance that could not be taken out. So love your neighbor as yourself in the Hebrew is a perfect tense, love. 
And so it's less about emotions and more about an, a willful intent of benevolence or what we hear in the gospel reading, mercy. Of course, when Jesus today shows the failure of love by the lawyer, you've got to know something. It wasn't just the lawyer. It included all of Israel. Not receiving the holiness of God made flesh for sinners. Because remember, the priest and the Levite brought the service of holiness to God's people. So don't be too harsh on those guys. Because Jesus doesn't even mention Israel at all. God's people, he mentions a Samaritan. Not even God's people at all. That brings the greater service. So you see, God's holy love has come in the fullness of his mercy given in Jesus Christ. No one imitates the love of Jesus perfectly. Why? Because he alone is the Savior. Self-justifying for him comes with a big claim of being the Holy One. God for us. The Word became flesh, as we say, conceived by the Holy Spirit. And so Jesus would fulfill the holy law of love to God and men. He preached, the Father loves the Son, and he has given all things into his hands. And of course, we know what the kind of hands Jesus is talking about. Hands of his great service. That's the point of the Good Samaritan. Hands of his love as God, able to reach out. A will of holy compassion to save sinners. To break the whole system. To step into things that would certainly mean tragedy and even possibly death. And Jesus does this by his way of the cross. It is by this holiness he offered up as the perfect sacrifice, as you know, not as in the temple, but in his priestly sacrifice on the cross. And so God's holy love fulfilled and truly is for all people by that way of the cross. And as with Israel, so God's holiness is now present for all of you in Jesus. Redemption is a gift of God's grace, and it has it always been. But it has become fully known now in the gospel with nothing hidden. Christ alone, St. Paul says, has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints. And so you were made holy in him, in the waters of baptism where the Father placed you into the holy death and resurrection of his Son. It is this life before God, forgiven and free by the gospel, that we continue to receive Christ's holy compassion by his means of grace. So you can say people don't need to receive that stuff and they can still be compassionate and merciful and charitable and humanitarian, but not without the holiness of God. And so it has no good in the end. You see, as in Leviticus, the holiness of God comes in his divine service. We say that as Lutherans, to deliver forgiveness, heal the brokenness, and we all have much of it because we're sinners, and to be with us 
his holy people, and that is what you are, by his grace. So life ordered by the love of God looks to extend his holiness. It just happens to go with us. It sticks to us pretty well because of his promise of his word. The holy covenant of God was a system of love for Israel. I thank God I don't want to follow all that stuff. But it's what held together the community, justified though alone by his name and his presence. We know they couldn't hold it together in any way, shape, or form. Leviticus 19, same chapter, ends with God's mission being a holy love that truly does go out. Here's what it says. You shall treat the stranger who sojourns with you as the native among you. and You shall love him as yourself, for you were strangers in the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. I wonder if the lawyer was thinking about that in his heart when he said, who is my neighbor? Because he knew, in the end, Jesus knew he was trying to avoid the perfect love that looks out for even those who come before us in life. To love the neighbor as yourself was beyond life, but to see how God's holiness received encouraged love by his holy people, and that is what Jesus was for that lawyer, to have him look at a whole new way of love that Jesus would show by the way of the cross. With the Father binding all holiness now to the death and resurrection of his Son, the greatest love is to receive what Jesus gives. We've lost that across the board in much way we understand church. It's the accusation made by our culture to say, and you just aren't loving enough. Well, I would say, first, you don't understand holy love because you can't give it to yourself. It comes from a holy God who gives us what he's promised. So made holy by the gospel is to love God by his word and the way of the cross and to love our neighbor, as St. Paul says, so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord. As with Israel, love lived out drives us back then, doesn't it? It drives us back to the Holy One who is Christ at the center of His church to forgive and keep us as a community holy in Him. Nobody lives up perfectly to the mercy of good Samaritan text just as Israel would, not, would, would fail with the, love, with the law of love. Only God's holy love made a holy people given to love of his word. Only Jesus delivers his word of love that makes sinners saints in his kingdom of grace. And so here it is. Instead of perfectionism or putting on a show, you are counted holy in him. God's holy love in Christ protects and upholds us, you see, to be his people. And it's his holy love to share before our lives. Amen. Now our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father who loved us and gave us eternal comfort and good hope through grace. Comfort your hearts and establish them in every good work and word. Amen.
At this time, we dictus that I've mentioned.